How's it going, everyone? Well, the Super Bowl is quickly approaching, and we've seen what our teams are capable of this season. And now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl game, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the Premier League, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the players than any other sportsbook around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposits halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is enter our promo code THPN to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code THPN to get your extra cash for MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Cleanscape Podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. We are on episode 37 of A Cleanscape Podcast. The episodes are just flying by, and before too long, we're going to be at 50, and I'm, I don't know, am I famous yet? I sure hope so. Uh, we have a few games to talk about. As you guys remember, I wasn't able to talk about a fantastic game that was happening on the Wednesday night when I recorded my Thursday episode. So I will get to talk about it in this one as well. We got the player poll a little bit later in this episode. So I will just get right into it. This was probably one of the more fun games to watch for Dallas Stars fans. Uh, the Stars versus the Leafs this is a home game for the stars ben bishop versus frederick anderson two of the better goalies in the league another strong goaltenders duel here my only difference is is man oh man this is a you know stars defense going up against a leafs offense this is a defense versus offense game and unfortunately on the offensive side for the stars rupe hints is still out with that upper body injury he's still considered day to day so he is not in, in this one. So the offense is taking a hit because, man, we are a much better team when he is in the lineup. This is also Jason Spezza's return to Dallas since signing 
in Toronto. Um, it comes out, Stars have a few good chances right off the bat at the beginning of the game, but eventually the Leafs are starting to know their offense is starting to roll. You're starting to see the, uh, the, the juggernaut of this Leafs offense starting to get their mojo working. They're starting to just come wave after wave after wave, and you just feel the intensity of their pressure starting just just a little bit. Every shift starting to get a little bit more and a little bit more until you're, they're starting to get better and better scoring chances. And uh, I was getting more and more nervous. It seemed to be, you know, the line of Austin Matthews uh, and Mitch Marner, as well as the Tavares Nylander line that was starting to really do their damage, as you would expect. And it leads to Austin Matthews opening the scoring with his 36th of the season just 7.42 left in the first period. Uh, it's a puck that is held in at the Stars' blue line. It comes to Marner, who is over at the you know right side of the boards. He throws a nifty little pass to Matthews, who is alone in front of the net. He does a little quick stick handle and shelves it over Bishop's shoulder. Just, he elevates that puck so, so fast. There's nothing Bishop can do. He was left wide alone. And we've seen a few times in these last games, and we'll, I'll talk about it more in the Devils game after this one. Uh, the Stars defense definitely have some moments where they look really, really scrambly, and they just don't know where things are, especially when they are creating turn or giving away a puck, which is not a good recipe for success. Luckily, Bishop still stands tall. He stones Tavares on a couple of one-timer attempts, in the period and then late in the first period we were able to tie the game up my boy Denis Gurionov he uh, you know he's got them wheels he scores his 13th of the season just 239 left in the first period this is goals in back-to-back -back games for Denis Gurionov he is you know again just really really impressing me every time he is on the ice it's a giveaway in the neutral zone by the Leafs this time. You'll notice actually a lot of the goals that are scored on the Stars and Leafs in this game are from neutral zone turnovers. Um, that they're both teams are really good on the counterattack. And, you know, we saw it here. It was a neutral zone turnover. The Stars do a quick little reset. It hits Gurionov in the middle with open ice. He sees a lane and he just blows through the Leafs defense and then shelves it short side as we've seen him do a few times now on frederick anderson for just an absolute beauty and to tie the game up late in the first and that takes us to the first intermission the shots are 12 to 10 for the Leafs at the end of that first period at the beginning of the second period bishop actually gets a run over and they sort of you know they push the guy who ran into him around a little bit but i would have you know maybe liked a little bit more of a retaliation there i'm not saying you gotta like deck the guy but you know rough him up a little bit let him know let him know that's not going to work uh no one really stepped up which was kind of sad to see i think that's one of those things that really brings team together so i would have liked maybe to see someone step up in that situation but no one did oh well unfortunately zach hyman then scores his 14th of the season just 440 into the second period it's a really really long stretch pass it's a stretch pass from behind the leafs net all the way up to the almost the stars blue line mitch marner enters the zone he's got a defender on him hyman streaking towards the middle he does a backhand spinorama pass hits hyman on the tape he shoots it five hole on bishop with a nice quick shot bishop couldn't get down fast enough to give the leafs a two to one lead and it goes from bad to worse which is 802 left in the second period 
Tyson Berry scores his fifth of the season. It's a really bad turnover by Alexiak. Uh, goes right to Andreas Janssen's stick. He shoots it, rings it off the crossbar. The puck comes right to Tyson Berry, who smashes a rebound one-timer on net. It kind of pinballs around. Bishop gets a pretty big chunk of it, but he can't stop it all, and it goes into the net to give the Leafs then a two-goal lead in a 3-1 game. The Stars, you know, they have a few good chances, but they can't seem to beat Anderson. And then again, late in the period, Alexander Radulov scores his 14th of the season. There are just 57.2 seconds left in the second period. It's really good forecheck by Faxa, and I actually saw this. People were arguing about it, and I agree with them. There probably should have been maybe an interference or a holding penalty on Faxa on this play. He, uh, he, he chips the puck in, and as he goes around the least rookie def- defender in Sandine, he definitely gives him a bit of a face wash, pulls him back a little bit. I, they didn't call it, but... They probably should have, but I'll take it. You know, he then, you know, throws the the puck he's now picked up over to the now backside to where he just was coming from. He hits Radulov on his forehand. He snipes it far side on Anderson to pull the stars within one, heading into the final intermission. The shots at the end of the two periods are 25 to 20 for the stars. Unfortunately, Again, early in the third period, William Nylander then scores 3.28 into the third period, his 24th on the season. It's again a turnover in the neutral zone into the Stars zone. Kerfoot passes it back to Jake Muzzin, who one times it on net to the front of the net. The puck is stopped by Bishop. It comes right to Nylander, who is again alone. Just No one is around him. He kicks the puck from escape to his stick and scores past Bishop. Again, nothing Bishop can do. The boys are really leaving him out to dry, which is leaving their defensive responsibilities alone in front of him. Radulov would bring us within one again. He scores his 15th, his second of the game, you know, about three minutes later. It's really, really good pressure and speed by Foxa again, who comes in to recover the puck. He hits the trailer in Heiskanen, who shoots on net, which is redirected by Radulov past Anderson. Um, The Stars then would have a power play, and unfortunately, the Leafs get the better of the chances on the Stars' power play. Gurionov, however, is able to just that speed catch up with Hyman and, you know, sort of force him to shoot early, and Bishop is able to stop it. Unfortunately, that is as close as the Stars would get. Andreas Janssen would score his seventh and into an empty net, which is 2.9 seconds left. Just blows by everyone. It really shows off his speed. And the Stars lose 5-3. to three. The final shots in this one were 34 even. The Stars go 0-3 for three on the power play, which is disappointing because, man, we could have used a power play goal in this one. And 2-2 two for two on the penalty kill, which is good against a offense like the Leafs. This was a really, really fun game, really high scoring. And honestly, the Stars play a lot of low scoring games. So it's nice to see, you know, more than four goals, you know, total scored per game. And unfortunately, the Stars dropped to 28, 18 and four. Hit them with the womp womp. That now brings us to our second game of the episode. This one is against a team on the opposite end of the spectrum than the Toronto Maple Leafs. We take on the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Shout out to my man, Bayou Bender and Shane, who are running the Devils podcast on this one. Actually, if you are interested, I am on 
Uh, I believe it is his, you know, now Monday episode. Uh, so if you want to hear more of me talking about this game, actually, go and check out uh, the Bayou Benders Devils podcast as well. If you want to, you know, hear more of my lovely voice. Anyways, talking about it here, though, this is Bishop versus Louis Domingue. Um, you know, this is one of those games you look at it on paper and this should be a, a cakewalk for the stars. You know, it's against a, a struggling team near the bottom, you know. They have not had a good year at all. Things have not been going right for the Devils. So it should be a good one. Rupe Hintz is still out, but no worries. We still should, you know, pretty handily take care of the New Jersey Devils. And we come out strong. We, we see that sort of speed and uh, skill sort of, uh, you know, have the Devils back on their heels a little bit. Tyler Sagan gets a couple of really good chances, but Deming is sharp early. But, you know, I was surprised. It was actually relatively back and forth. You know, the Stars had... Good chances early, but then once, you know, things sort of settled down, you know, the devil started to get into it and the stars seemed to slow down almost a little bit. You know, they also, you could tell that they're they're just being sloppy as well. I mentioned they, they sort of get a little jittery. Um, it even leads to the devil's leading in this game. They take a one nothing lead. Um, you know, Rooney scores a shorthanded goal, his third of the season. You know, it's later in the game, in the first period, 6.51 left in the first it is a shorthanded goal, like I said. Uh, you know, Coleman comes in. He's just kind of causing havoc in the star zone. No one's really taking the puck. Then Pavelski gets the puck, and he just throws an absolute muffin. Like, he just sort of, like, eh, nudges the puck towards the defenseman on the backhand in the slot. Coleman breaks up the play again, and Rooney steps into it and just smashes it past Bishop. He probably didn't see it at all. And, you know, this, that's such a... Such a dumb, dumb, just a really sloppy mistake, to be honest. And especially from a guy like Pavelski, you can't be making those mistakes. And the sloppiness continues. The stars are really sloppy in the defensive zone. Bishop makes a few good saves, which is able to, you know, keep the stars in it. And it's crazy to say that he's keeping the stars in it versus the Devils. Uh, we go into the first intermission down by one. These shots are nine apiece at the end of that first period. Going into the second, Rooney again hits the post five minutes in. He gets comes really close. Bishop stops Andy Green on a breakaway after he jumps out of the penalty box. And luckily, you, see, you know, we've actually seen in the Leafs game as well as this game, the Stars are really scoring some timely goals late in periods. And we do just that. Jason Dickinson scores his seventh of the season, just a minute 18 left in the second period. It's, uh, you know, Perry behind the net. He sort of sits and waits, and then he passes a puck out to Dickinson, who is just cruising down the slot, untouched. There are four Devils around him, all looking in other directions. Like, no one plays him at all. Perry with a beautiful pass to Dickinson. He one-times it past the Ming to tie the game at one, heading into the second intermission. The shots after two are 20-17 to 17 for the Stars. And, you know, Bishop is standing on his head again. The, the Devils are really being feisty, and they sort of gave me a scare here. But no worries, you know, someone who's playing in his eighth game this season, Yoel Kiviranta, scores his first NHL goal with 5.04 into the third period. It's a three-on-two started by Jamie Alexiak, who hits Kiviranta, who is cruising down the slot. He shoots it on. It is saved by Domingue, and actually credit to, you know, Kiviranta on this one. Domingue saves it. He follows up his rebound, so good to stay with it. 
but he was also sort of almost leaning back on his heels and Deming was down. So he didn't seem to have a lot of, you know, power to elevate the puck, but he elevates it over top of Deming to give these stars a two one lead get someone get that kid that puck because he is going to remember that moment forever and it was actually funny talking to bender you know he was like i have no clue who this is this is not a real person if you had told me this person's name i would have told you you made that name up so i thought that was kind of funny you know unfortunately the de devils just defuse refuse to roll over and die or go away nico he sure scores his 13th of the season he sure was probably one of their better players in this one which is 8.07 left in the third period. Bishop loses his goalie stick, and he's never really able to compose himself after that. He keeps trying to reach down and pick it up, and he's not focusing. He's sort of half-watching the play. He keeps you know, trying to scramble down to get it, but he just can't seem to do it. It's a D-to-D pass, and it's over to Heischer in the high slot. He throws a shot through a screen. Bishop can't see it, and he's scrambling without his goal stick. It goes in to tie the game at 2 and we head to overtime like that. I was happy with the point, but, you know, this is unneeded extra hockey we're playing right now against the Devils. So, uh, come on, boys. Like, let's bring it home in overtime. The shots at the end of regulation, however, are 30-28 to 28 for the Devils. So, they were even out shooting us in this one. Heischer is stopped on a breakaway in overtime. And then Joe Pavelski, to make up for his giveaway in the first period, scores a minute 39 into overtime. But it is all the speed of Matthias Janmark, who drives the defenders back, gets a shot on net, and it's a rebound that comes right to Pavelski on the backhand. He puts it in past Deming to win the game for the Stars. The shots at the end of this one are 31 even. The Stars go over two on the power play. Again, another one with zero power play goals and three for three on the penalty kill. It's be getting really, really common that we don't score any power play goals, but the other team doesn't either. So it's pretty much of a wash. However, we do win and improve our record to 29, 18, and four. And here is your music. So that does it for this episode's games that I'm going to be talking about. Um, you know, we go one and one in this one where, you know, just a few points back of the Avalanche. Uh, I definitely did talk some smack against the Avalanche guys on Bender's podcast as well. So I'm telling you guys should go listen to that. You really, really should. It's, it's really good. And you should just check out Bender's podcast either way. Uh, so we now are going to move on to the player profile. Uh, again, we're digging at the bottom of the barrel here, but this week I did think there were some few deserving guys. This week's player profile choice for you guys on the poll was between Steven Johns, who had his first point of the season after coming back and battling a lot of injuries over the last couple seasons, and Yoel Kirby-Ranta, who scored his first NHL goal in the game against the Devils. You guys voted. It was pretty close, but majority decided to go with Stephen Johns. So without further ado, here is the player profile on Stephen Johns. Stephen Johns, the right shot defenseman for your Dallas Stars, was born on April 18th. 1992 making him 27 years old he is from wampum pennsylvania united states of america he is six foot four 234 pounds shoots right he started playing hockey with the pittsburgh hornets minor hockey program 
He then played two years from 2008 to 2010 with the USA Developmental Program, and at the end of his 2010 season, he was drafted 60th overall by the Chicago Blackhawks. He then decided to go play in the NCAA Division I for Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, I guess, depending on where you're from. He played four seasons with them, and in 2013 won the CCHA Tournament. He was then his senior year selected to the All-East All-Star team in the NCAA. April 2nd, 2014, he signed a two-year entry-level deal with the Chicago Blackhawks, but began the season in the AHL. On July 10th, 2015, Patrick Star Sharp and Stephen Johns were traded to the Dallas Stars in exchange for Trevor Daly and Ryan Garbutt. That was a fantastic trade for the Stars. I remember Patrick Sharp playing for the Stars. He, he, he played well when he came to the Stars for the little bit that he was here. Stephen Johns then began the 2015-2016 season in the AHL affiliate with the Texas Stars. March 12th, 2016, he made his NHL debut actually against the team that drafted him, the Chicago Blackhawks, in a 5-2 win. A few days later, on March 17, 2016, he scored his first NHL goal versus the Tampa Bay Lightning on his now-current teammate, Ben Bishop. And then the day after that, March 18, 2016, he signed a two-year contract extension with the Stars. He then played hit the, that two, those two seasons out, and on June 22nd, 2018, he signed a three-year, $2.35 million extension with the Dallas Stars, which he is currently now playing out. He has a couple awards. He won the U18 World Junior Championship Gold with Team USA in 2010. 2013, he is the CCHA Championship. 2014, he was on the NCAA All-Star East team. And that is really it. Uh, I look forward to seeing Stephen Johns play more. He's had a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't played until just recently. He got his first point this season, you know, just last game. So I really hope that he can get back to where he was because he was really starting to blossom into a really, really good, you know, uh, bottom pairing or middle pairing defenseman for the Stars. So I look forward to seeing him, you know, get back to or at least hopefully get back to where he was. But that is going to do it for this week's player profile. Thank you, everyone, for voting on that on Twitter. That You know, when people start to vote and participate, it makes things a lot more fun for me to do. So uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. So that is the this week's player profile. That brings us to the home stretch of this podcast. We only have one bullet point on the news. Alex Ovechkin has been on a tear. He's recently passed Mark Messier and Steve Iserman on the all-time goal list. Man, it is crazy. It seems like every other goal he scores, he passes someone else. He gets closer and closer to Gretzky's record, and it, it just gets me so hyped. I can't help but not mention it on this podcast, but that's really the, all the other you know, big news that's been going on. Um, the only other thing that comes to mind is if you guys love hockey and you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. Uh, I watched recently probably one of the most intense hockey games I have seen in a long, long time. The last battle of Alberta that was this last Saturday was such an incredible hockey game. Um, you should just go watch the highlights. Uh, I, I mean, there was a goalie fight, for God's sake. How often has that happened? So uh, that, that's the, really the only other thing is there was a goalie fight and the Battle of Alberta is back and better than ever and incredible. There are a few upcoming games here before next episode. We have a back-to-back -back 
Uh, tomorrow on Monday, I guess when you hopefully when you're listening to this episode, we play the Rangers, and then on Tuesday we follow that up playing the Islanders with a, a little New York back to back. I told Bender this, and I'm going to mention it because I, you know, I was on it, and so I, I've talked about it already. I'm less worried about the Rangers. I know they have Artemi Panarin and all that stuff, but I think that the Stars are better built to deal with the Rangers than they are to play against the Islanders. I really, really believe that the Islanders are almost the Dallas Stars East in just sort of the uh, the collection and makeup of their team and their very structured defensive style that Barry Trotz has them play. And so they remind me a lot about how the Stars play. And so that sort of makes me nervous on, you know, how well we equipped we are to deal with them, how well our offense will be able to hold up against it. Hopefully, and fingers crossed, man, oh man, fingers crossed, is Rupe Hints is healthy and ready to go again because I want him back on that line with Gurionov and Pavelski. They were really, really starting to click before he went out with an injury there. So I really, really hope he is back in it for at least one of those games, especially the Islanders game, because we are going to need all the offensive help we can get in that one. And I think that is going to do it for this episode. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed. Again, you guys should go check out the Bayou Benders podcast. It's, he does the Devils podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network now. So, guys, you guys should really go give it a listen. Help, you know, boost his numbers and all that stuff. Uh, uh, give give him some love. Show him some love because he has really helped me and this podcast out a whole lot. And I cannot thank him enough. As well as... Uh, you should also go and check out, um, follow this podcast on Twitter at Cleanscape Pod so you can vote on the player polls that we have once a week and talk to me on Twitter about all your good and bad hockey takes. I want to hear them. Um, you should also follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. We are going to be having you know our own websites for each uh, different podcast as well. Keep up with that. We're having a new uh, Philadelphia Flyers podcast just came to the network. That's really exciting. So a lot of cool, very big things are happening with the network that you guys should go and check out as well. And that is going to do it. Again, I hope you guys have enjoyed. Thank you all very, very much for listening. Go and, you know, be sure to comment, like, you know, anything you can do just to interact with, uh, you know, just my stuff, the episode, the network as a whole uh, is greatly, greatly appreciated. Check out my bookie as well. You know, that, that's a great way to, you know, earn yourself some money if you're good at sports betting and, or you're just, you know, in the mood to try something a little different. That is something cool. I really am wanting to get into the whole sports betting thing. So uh, I really encourage you guys to do so as well. And, you know, why not do it when you're getting, you know, free money to do it with. And so that is it. I hope you guys have enjoyed. I've said that like three times now. And I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one.